scary ghosts, creepy serial killers, all things that go bump in the night. Enjoy the view from the open shutters. <laughs> Hi, Creepsters. I'm Barry Marino. I'm Philip Landry. And I'm Bob Ray. And welcome to another episode of Open Shutters, a creepy podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so who do I sound like today? I sound like B. Arthur, Kathleen Turner, or Lindsay. You sound Lohan. like the same one you sounded like last week. All three of them ball at the same time, right? <laughs> Just like last week. Oh, God will get you for that. <laughs> Shady Pines, Ma. Hey, let's not go there because I grew up in the Shady Pines trailer park. Oh, shit. <laughs> my body, my body yes. temperature runs a little high. I mm. don't mind. <laughs> I'm not evil. I'm just drawn that way. Welcome, creepsters, to another edition of Open Shutters, a creepy podcast i already said that <laughs> yeah well <laughs> so I what is our... going on with you guys now oh wow since the last time we recorded how long ago um... <laughs> well for our listeners a week ago but for us like five minutes ago <laughs> yeah that's about right <laughs> and we're actually recording a video version we are going to see how this is going to ha- go. Well, we got a you got YouTube page already, and Melissa Trumbull's interview is on there. So we're going to do try and do this show, this one on there too. Yes. Um. So anyway, uh, what are we doing now? This, you said did last we run? Week you're the star of the show, so <laughs> did we run out you. of? Did we want run out of movies to talk about that we saw? <laughs> TV shows I did, I did, didn't want to talk about. Okay, you got um, one. Oh, right. Yes, and I'm going to talk about a TV, well, something that happened to a TV show family. I'll discuss that here shortly. Okay. Go ahead, Philip. So, first off, on Disney Plus, they got the new Willow series based from the movie Willow from the 80s. Wait a minute. What? What's wrong? Somehow or another, my microphone went out. I got to do this again. Uh, We're hearing you perfectly loud and clear. I'm not hearing you. Yes, because I muted myself. Wait a second. Uh, Hear me now. Fault microphone has changed. Okay, I got to fix that. (laughs) Technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. I know, technical difficulties. Because I cannot get, I, I can't hear y'all through my microphone. <laughs> okay, speak. Speak. Okay, We're here. I, can, I hear y'all now. Okay. okay. So, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen to Barry, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I'm the tech wizard here. You know, well, there's one person in this house worse than me. <laughs> and you know who that is. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's two people in this house worse than me, because yeah. neither one of them are very tech savvy at all. We so what? Well, where were we talking? Philip, you were talking about a TV show, right? 
they got the new you remember the willow movie back in the 80s now they got the willow series this is a brand new series of that picks up years later oh uh, you know and it's on disney plus and it's really good <laughs> Um, but the same actor that played Willow, he is now years older and he's playing Willow once again. And uh, it's good. You enjoying it? It's excellent. I'm enjoying it. It has really, and I love it really still, the writing and everything really still has the feel of the, the old 80s movies. So it yeah. really has, I like it. Now the graphics are a little, well, I want to be careful with that. They're a little bit newer, but they tried to still give it the feel where it connects to the movie so ah okay i like it i like it. pretty cool <laughs> the other show is on amazon prime and my partner jim he got me into it we've been watching it is it's ba it's based off of the louise penny books it's called three pines it's about this town called Three Pines in Quebec, Canada. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I got one of the um the, the I got the the very first Louise Penny book at waiting for me at the library. Okay. Well, you will like the Three Pines show on Amazon Prime. It's excellent. Um Yeah, I knew I would. Every two episodes is like a book. So there's like two episodes is the book. What would be a book in reality? So they kind of covers, they have some, there is some cases that go across episodes, but uh, there's usually a case per two episodes. So, yeah. And we also that, have, uh, go ahead. It's excellent though. It's really, really good. So check it out on Amazon. I, there's something coming up that I know that you're going to be pretty excited about. It's the Mayfair Witches. Yes. I'm ready for that. You're ready for the Mayfair Witches, ain't you? <laughs> then, like, the January 6th, January 8th, when is it coming out? Jan I thought it was January 5th. Might be earlier. Yeah, it's somewhere in the beginning of January. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that'll be, that's something we'll be able to talk about because this is actually our last episode of 2022. Yes, this yeah. is the New Year's Eve episode. This is the last episode of 2022. I hope all y'all had a good Christmas. We don't know yet because we haven't had our Christmas yet. No. <laughs> Let's hope Robert's allowed to come home and cook. <laughs> oh, please, please, please. Oh, I, I, will, I will pray. I will pray. I will pray that you're allowed to come home and cook. All Barry wants for want. Christmas is Robert's cooking. <laughs> All I want for Christmas is a turkey that's brown instead of gray. <laughs> We had a gray turkey for Christmas. Thanksgiving. Oh, wait for the Thanksgiving. You're right. So we haven't had on, Christmas yet. Not yet. <laughs> so on the issue of television shows, reality mm -hmm. shows, people know about the Chrisleys. On the Chrisleys oh. knows best. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the USA stars will not be making a return anytime soon. As Todd Chrisley and Julie Chrisley, the two, the matriarch and patriarch of the show, have been sentenced to a combined 19 years in federal prison for tax fraud and related <laughs> crimes. Now, aren't they like big old Christian people? They claim to be. And he's a big old queen. <laughs> mm, yes. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Oh, wait, no, actually. That. He's alleged. No. Alleged. About that. It was revealed 
during the trial, or it was claimed during trial that he had a homosexual relationship uh-huh. with one of his staff members and wow. then used blackmail. So I can't get sued for saying that. Okay. Then used blackmail in an attempt to cover that <laughs> up. Oh, yes. Now they were convicted back in June of 2022, I believe, and for uh, obtaining more than $30 million in personal loans prior to the launch of their first television show in 2014. The Chrisleys went on to fraud their former business partners by submitting false documents to obtain loans and then spent the money on cars, clothes, real estate, and travel. They used new loans to pay back the old ones, according to court records. Todd Chrisley was sentenced to 12 years in federal prison. Of course, he's going to go to the same type of place Martha Stewart went, a little old prison camp where you get to play putt-putt golf and all this good stuff. Yeah, and he'll be getting booty in that prison, too. Most likely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Julie Chrisley was sentenced to seven years in federal prison, also at a prison camp. Now, you'll the- probably have a pet kitty cat in that prison. <laughs> Now, the stars have custody of their grandchild. I believe she's nine or 10 now. uh, And their 16-year-old, 15, 14, 15, or 16-year-old son. And it's been reported that, yeah, it's been reported that the oldest, one of the daughters, Savannah, from the show, the Dits, the blonde-headed Dits, (laughs) I'm trying to be nice here, is going to actually take custody of those children during the show during their pre- parents' incarceration. But if anybody knows anything about federal prison time, you do know that the sentence was handed down by a federal judge and you must serve at least 85% of your prison term before you're eligible for the possibility of parole. Oh, Lord. They're going to be in there a while. Yeah. Well, you're going to be playing golf and getting booty and getting... Most likely. Getting... So... It's a sad thing because, you know, they they had to lie about being these people who had money. And it it really was said, why just be upfront and honest? I mean, America was going to like you because of your show to begin with. You didn't have to lie about having all this money. And once they started making money from the shows, they never intended to pay the money back from the loans that they received prior to, according to federal prosecutors. And they actually used the money to file bankruptcy in order to avoid taxes. If America so, could love John and Kate plus eight, they'll love anybody. Most definitely. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, That's a blast a from more... the past, isn't it, Philip? Oh. <laughs> yeah. John and Kate plus eight. Oh, yeah. didn't they go up to like more kids than that? No, they divorced. Okay. And had a bitter divorce and she grew her hair real long. And now the, what, the latest thing I've heard about them is two of the kids, because they had eight kids, six tuplets mm-hmm. and twins. And one of the little girls and one of the little boys does not like his mother anymore and won't have anything to do with her. They're, they're all 18 now. They're not even kids anymore. Just like uh, what's going on in this world? Uh, I mean, uh, just like the Roloffs from uh, Little People Big World on TLC. Uh-huh. They split. Matt and Amy got divorced and Amy's remarried now. I saw on I was flipping through the channels the other night and saw that and they remarried. It's like, what the heck? Did she remarry she, another little person or no, a big person? She didn't. She married a normal sized person. 
and oh. it was like, what? Hey, you know, the uh, 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 power television power couples have been getting divorced since the beginning. Look at Lucy and Desi. Yeah, Sonny it's and just, Cher. It's really sad what our society is calls entertainment these days. Mm. Well, it Lucy really and is. Desi, they were real entertainment. Yeah, so I Sonny mean, our Cher. last show we we precluded to uh, Big Brother Canada. Oh God! <laughs> and like like Barry was saying, it's really sad what people will call entertainment these days. It's not like it was when I was growing up, much less what it was like when Barry was growing up. When I was growing up, there were four channels. Uh, you mean three? Four, if you count the PBS. Oh well, yeah, you had to have PBS Channel Eight originally. In uh huh. So yeah, it was channels. Uh, channel four was CBS. Channel uh, 6 was NBC and 12 was ABC and, and 8 was uh, PBS and 8 was PBS. And then in 1970, I remember the switch and the movie. Uh, it was a Charlton Heston, Eleanor Parker movie with the army ants that were coming from for from a mom. So, I mean, and that's what they switched during the middle of that movie. Now, see, personally, I remember having to still get up in the middle of watching a show to go turn up the volume turn down the volume or change the channel see i originally watched dark shadows on channel 12 and <laughs> originally watched bewitched on channel 12 and then they moved to eight so anyway yeah so uh yeah that, that, but it, you know i mean we had stuff that was fun you know we watched exactly. dark, dark shadows i mean i know it, it did all the, uh it was filmed like a play on stage and they have all of set pieces fall and everything, but it's part of its charm, you know? Of course. Of course. But it's, I guess, I'm just, I'm going on. Excuse me. Well, anyway, so what are we doing? What are we talking about next? Philip, what's going on in your neck of the woods? Not your neck at woods, <laughs> your neck of the woods. Yeah, if, if our listeners would have been listening, to our off-air broadcast. Well, Philip looks like we <laughs> lost him. Oh, He's no, there, there he is. He's <laughs> we have Mother Superior Philip in the house. Yeah, he had on a little hoodie, and he put a napkin <laughs> under, and it looked just like a habit. Under- <laughs> <laughs> so, Wait, and then the conversations we have off the air, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, they would make your grandmother blush. Come on, let's do it. Let's, here we go. Here we go. Oh, yeah, because you're on video now. You can show it to him. Right now, you look like a druid. We're going to get it. We're going to get it. Oh, look at that. Her whole, whole outfit. Mother Superior. Is here, bitches? Well, 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 well. Madeline Sherwood would be jealous. <laughs> Especially for the remaining of this episode. This she is would, my audition tape. She this would, is should we should we go should we go whip Sally Field with a little wet uh, with a little rubber hose? Yes. Now I do have the ruler in case Philip needs to uh, discipline Barry. Well, my my knuckles are in a different city, so he can't discipline <laughs> me. <laughs> in case our listeners don't know, we are all in different cities right now. So yeah. Well, since I am playing Mother Superior and playing teacher, did you do your book? Oh my book report! Oh wow, I have a book report. 
I have what a is book it about? report. All right, this book, this book I'm going to do a report on this week uh, for Barry's book report is called The Maidens, and it's by Alex. Oh, Lord, Mission. <laughs> you need me to pronounce it for you. Michael, Michael Edes. Alex Michael Edes. And uh, it's a, um, it's, it's called The Maidens. It's, uh, um, it's a murder mystery set in England. And uh, uh, the, the lead character is Mariana. Uh, what's her last name? She's uh, okay. Mariana. She she's she's a grieving <laughs> widow. Her husband has just died, and she she uh her, her um her her niece Zoe is like was like a daughter to her, and Sebastian, her husband. Her husband died, and uh, Zoe calls her said one of her friends was murdered. Ooh. So uh, Mariana goes to Cambridge, where uh, was always in college, and there she meets. She starts investigating. She's a psychiatrist. She's um, a psychiatrist. She's a you know a psychoanalyst, and she starts you know they, they the police ask her to help, and she starts investigating, and she comes across this American professor who is uh, really suspicious and he has this this power over these young girls they call the ma- they calls the maidens and the maidens start getting murdered one by one and that's about as much as i can tell you but there is a big old giant twist at the end that you don't see coming anyway if this was really good, I, w- I will say that I have to uh, Marianne Andros. Yeah, uh, Mariana Andros. I w- that's the name of the character's name. I will say that um, the characters are really good. I thought at first I said, oh, damn, this is just too damn predictable. And then she wowed me with this twist. I was like, oh, wow. He just got me with the twist, Alex. Uh, oh, wow. I. I totally recommend it. I do want to read more of his work. Um, it's available at the library. It's available through Amazon. It's available through Kindle. And it's available through uh, Audible if you want an audio book. Uh, I, I highly recommend it. Very good. Uh, I'll have, um, I'm going to give it the whole five shutters. It's really that wow. good. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's really that good. I hope they make a movie out of it. Now, um, I'm also going to be doing some stuff in the, in the future. I got a book by Ruth Rendell, who's no longer with us, but she was a very uh, prominent mystery writer in England. And I, I've already read one of her books, and I'm, that's what, probably what I'll, the one I'm going to do next week. So anyway, um, yeah, recommended five, five shutters for the maidens. Nice. All right. So what are we gonna do now? We have you got obituaries. some We got some obits, yeah. We got a few of them. Yeah, and we've got a sad one to report this week. Yes, we have a yeah, yeah. We have a couple of sad ones to report. Okay. We're gonna go first with uh then we'll go with this one here, the Power Rangers guy. Um okay. Uh Jason David Frank. Who's uh, dead? Uh, um, 
he died at the age of 49 by suicide. He played Black Ranger in <laughs> what's this? What's MMPR saying? So something Power Rangers. Uh, he's um. They said he was one of the biggest pranksters on the show, and he had a wild sense of humor. So we had our shares of ups and downs, but I say consistent in, about being an ear if he needed one. My prayers go out to his family. That was from the uh, one of the other actors in Power Rangers said that. Uh, he was one of the original Power Rangers. Um, he he mixed martial arts, uh, he, actor and mixed martial artist, died in Texas, according to his rep, Justin, Justine Hunt. Uh, sources to direct knowledge told us that his death was a result of suicide. He's best known as Tommy Oliver from the original Mighty, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That's what MFP stands for. Yeah. Dating back to the series debut in 1993, when he was introduced as one of the six crime monster fighting superheroes, masked head to toe with kung fu skills. And fans always will remember he started out as Green Ranger and as a Green Ranger in season one, and introduced first as an enemy, only to do an unnate a 180 degree and become good. After his powers start to deteriorate, however. He's turned into a white ranger and tapped as a new leader of the group. He started one of the leads for three seasons, totaling 123 episodes. So it's really sad. It, this is this is a um, this is a sad one you were talking about, Bob. This is the uh, no. Okay, because this is very uh, it's a suicide. I should we should. Uh, I think I'm going to put the suicide prevention hotline um, in the show notes. The Trevor Project. You can also, the suicide prevention hotline new number is, give me a second and I will pull that up. 988, right? 988, yes. Let me make sure. Nine, Nine, eight, oh, 988, that's right, because we've been sending that all around Facebook. Yeah. 988, if you think so, if it sounds, it looks to you, or if you're having thoughts yourself, call that number and get help. Yes. The Suicide and Crisis Lifeline is available 24 hours a day and available in English and Spanish. Please dial 988 or you can text 988. You can also chat online or visit their official website. In the event you do need help, please reach out to Suicide Prevention Lifeline. You can also call 1-800-273-TALK, 800-273-8255, or dial 988 from any telephone or you can text it. Okay, so our next one is going to be the... Um... Brad, Brad William Hankel, Hank, uh, of origin in New Black and Dexter. He's dead at, at 56. Uh, he's best known for, uh, he was a football player turned actor, best known for his role in Orange and New Black, and he's died at the age of 56. His publisher concerned his death in, New, in USA Today. He started as corrections officer Debbie, Desi Piscat. Piscatella, Piscatella. Why is an Italian not know how to pronounce Italian names? Uh, <laughs> Hanky started. Uh, and it earned him a Screen Actors Guild Award for outstanding performance by an ensemble in a comedy series. I never thought of Orange is the New Black as a comedy series. Oh, he, <laughs> he joined in season four and remained a regular in the show 
until his character's death at the end of season five. Oh, oh. He was born on April 10th, 1966 in Columbus, Nebraska. His strong stature and courtesy for the form of, of his former football career found the actress in several hulking authoritative roles in television. So uh, about his football career here. Yeah, he played football for the University of Arizona and was drafted by the New York Giants in 1989, but was cut from the team during training camp. And the Denver Broncos picked him up as a defensive lineman, and he played in Super Bowl Super Bowl 24, which the Broncos lost to San Francisco 49ers. He retired from football in 1994 with multiple injuries, and he was married to Caitlin uh, Chester from 2001 to 2008. <clears throat> he had health struggles, he talked about on uh, Instagram, posted from his hospital bed saying he was happy to be alive after surgery. Surviving 90% blockage in his artery. Oh, my God. He could have a heart attack Ooh. any day. I just got it fixed. Oh, Lord, that's terrible. Uh, next month, he wrote an update noting that the two stents from his heart and my spleen and half my pancreas gone to remove a golf-sized tumor, but added that there was no cancer. But in September 2021, he shared that he's recovering, feeling better than I have in 15 years. I wonder if there really was cancer. Okay, rest in peace, yes. Brad William Henkel. Uh, okay, so next one we're going to do is well, she's a celebrity more due to the fame of uh, her daughter. Uh, where is she now? I had her on here. <laughs> there she is. Uh, Georgia Holt, who's Cher's mother, she's died. She died at 96. Yes. And Cher is mourning the battle, uh, the loss of her mother, who had been battling illness for several months. Cher announced the, the sad news simply by saying, Mom is gone. Yeah, I saw that, uh, that tweet when it first mm -hmm. came. It came like late at night, like 11 o'clock at night. Uh, George has been in for a, while, for a while. Back in September, Cher tweeted, Sorry, I've been MIA, but mom's been sick off and on. She just got out of the hospital. She had pneumonia. And she said she said she looked like she was making a turn for the better, but she told her fans her mother was getting better and able to go home. Uh, no worry. We still don't know her cause of death, but I mean, she's 96 years old. It's got to be natural causes, you know? I mean, and the phrase. It could be a slew of anything, Barry. The phrase, she got it from her mama, could have been coined for Cher and Georgia, who never looked anywhere close to her age. Because I swear to God, this lady was 96, and she looked like she was 65. Uh, Cher on the Georgia with a 2013 Lifetime documentary called Dear Mom, Love Cher. And it chronicled Georgia's childhood growing up in Arkansas. Her six marriages. <laughs> oh, Lord. Wow. Showbiz career. Long before Cher came along, her mother was a single model actor. Sound familiar? Uh, she was also on, um, if everybody remembers the I Love Lucy episode where they're in Paris and they're at the cafe and those models come in those really weird looking uh, outfits. Georgia Holt was one of those models. In the, um, okay. In the, and um, 
She actually befriended Lucille Ball, who, who later on befriended Cher. So anyway, rest in peace, Georgia Holt. You gave us a you, you got a great daughter and you, you know, you, without you, there would be no share. Okay. Oh, I got breaking news, but I'm going to do it after your obits. Okay. Okay. Just came. Okay. Well, this is my last one. And this woman is well known to all of us. We all remember her from uh, a very, very uh, popular TV show in the 80s. And multiple television shows. And then uh, another one a little bit later. Uh, we are also Star Trek fans will remember her as the female Vulcan. The original. Yeah. Lately, she's been taking a lot of flack from people because of her political views sort of swung in another direction from where they yeah. used to be. And I think that's kind of unfortunate. I think that's one of the problems with this country is that we 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 base we hate people who we don't agree with. But anyway, this is actress Kirstie Alley. Uh, she played yes. she played Rebecca. She she replaced Shelley Long in the um, television show Cheers, and she's also known for the Look Who's Talking movies with the with the talking children. She was seventy one years old. And uh, it was it was her death was announced by her two children, and they said she was surrounded by her closest family, and fought with great strength, leaving us with a certainty of her never-ending joy of living, whatever adventures ahead of her. A family statement, as ironic as she as she was on screen, she was even more amazing mother, as iconic as she was on screen, she was an even more amazing mother and grandmother. And uh, the child said, our mother's zest for lot, passion, life, her children, grandchildren, and her many animals, not to mention her eternal joy of creating, were unparalleled and leave us inspired to live life to the fullest. Uh, now, um, yeah, she started off in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, as a female Vulcan, and then she did uh, movies like Blind Date and Summer School. And she replaced um, Shelley Long, for um, who had premiered was original and originally on Cheers, uh, left in in nineteen eighty seven, and Kirsty replaced her with the role of Rebecca Howe. Uh, she went. She won the Emmy for Outstanding Actress in a Comedy Series in nineteen ninety one for Cheers, and another leads actress in the, uh, in the miniseries or special in nineteen ninety four is David's mother. She again found TV success in the 90s with a series, Veronica's Closet, which which got her another Emmy. Uh, Additionally, Allie starred in a number of memorable films like Look Who's Talking, Madhouse, 1990's Madhouse, 1999's Drop Dead Gorgeous with Ellen Barkin. In 2005, she also took a little flack for her weight gain. Yes, she did. Once she uh, left uh, Veronica's closet, she gained a lot of weight and she started a mock reality show called Fat Actress, to which they played. She played herself and about her struggles with her weight. She had a sense of humor about that. She didn't get upset about it. 
And she also was in Dancing with the Stars in season 12 and the British version of Celebrity Big Brother. Well, good Lord, Kirsty, why? <laughs> and she competed in season seven, The Fox is a Mass Singer. <clears throat> now, later um, in um, recent times, she became a very... Um, She became a very, uh, she became a, a Trump supporter, which really very outspoken uh, supporter of him. Yeah. And she really did. It kind of um, it it kind of alienated some of her fans. Yeah, because in 2008, she was a Hillary supporter. <laughs> and then she came out in early 2015 saying that she wasn't going to be supporting Hillary, that she was throwing her weight behind uh, Donald J. Trump and Rudy Giuliani. There was a lot of weight to throw, too. Yeah. <laughs> For her at the time, yes, yeah, she had at that gotten time, up. Yeah. yeah, she had gotten up to over 225. Yeah. I don't know what prompted that change. She uh, from what I read, her quote was saying that he wasn't a politician. That's why she supported Trump in 16 and in 20. Yeah. Uh, but she kind of took a lot of flack and I, there was some hateful things written on her in my Facebook because you know what, guys, we talk about and sometimes people talk about how hateful conservatives are, but liberals can be hateful, too. Now, on October 8th, 2016, Christy Alley did retract her endorsement of Donald Trump in a tweet stating, I hate this election and I'm officially no longer endorsing either candidate. Damn. In October of 2020, she stated she had voted for Trump in 2016 and intended to vote for him again in 2020 because, quote, he's not a politician. She also endorsed Republican John James in the 2022 United States Senate election in Michigan. Oh, right. Not, not long before her death, huh? Well, anyway, I don't care what her politics are. She left us a lot of delightful hours of entertainment. And she was a good mother. She was a good um, grandmother. Grandmother, And in my, I don't care what her politics are. In my opinion, she was a good person. So yes. rest in peace, Kirstie Alley. We still oh, love you. I we don't care what your politics are. I never like face-to-face -face sort of met her, but I did actually see her in person. <clears throat> she was at a broad not in a broadway play but at a broadway play watching it that we were in in, in new york we, we were uh we were watching as well we were in the audience as well and on the way out was i saw her come in and jim didn't believe me and i said jim that's kirstie alley she she just walked in and she went and sat with her little entourage in the front and we went and saw priscilla the queen of the desert and she was sitting <laughs> on one of the front rows so when she comes, when she goes to leave, when she's going to like leave out, kind of trying to head or whatever, she goes to leave out, Jim noticed like, oh yeah, it really was her, yeah. you know? Well, uh, how long ago was that? That was in 2012. Oh, that was oh, before. Oh, wow. That was before her Trump era. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, may she yeah. rest in peace. It's so weird. It's like 10 years ago, she looked pretty healthy pretty much together well it was colon cancer and yeah they and it they was just found it it was so just recently detected yeah it's just really sad i would not have thought like 10 years ago that we'd be i mean like i wouldn't think we were talking about her dying mm. i get scared I, I i i that's 
something that really scares me and i i'm scheduled to do um a colonoscopy how do you say that again colonoscopy 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 <laughs> i'm scheduled for one no John, in january the doctor gave her peace of mind everything looked good so get it yours done yes i had better, mine done and better to know yeah but not. i've been having those those stomach pain issues that's the one thing that yeah. scares me well i had mine done back in this past fall and my doctor said everything was fine see you again in 10 years so that's what i'm hoping to hear okay while you were in the middle of your obits though there which I know this is not going to be downloaded to later, but there was some breaking news that came through. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein has been found guilty of rape and sexual assault charges in oh, Los Angeles. Yes, indeed. 24 years in prison. And how old is That's he? That's it? Yeah, but how old is he? I mean, he's pretty old. That means he that's almost like a life sentence at this point. Because if, if he's like 50 or 60, that, that's pretty... Hold on, here we go. Here's the latest story. Harvey Weinstein was found guilty Monday of rape at a Los Angeles trial in another Me Too movement of reckoning five years after he became a magnet for the movement. After deliberating for nine days, spending more than two weeks, the jury of eight men and four women reached a verdict at the second criminal trial of the 70-year-old one-time powerful movie mogul who is two years into his 23-year sentence for rape and sexual assault conviction in New York. Weinstein was found guilty of rape, forced oral copulation, and another sexual misconduct count involving a woman known as Jane Doe Number 1. The jury was unable to reach a decision on several counts, notably charging charges involving Jennifer Seibel Newsom, the wife of California Governor Graham, and Gra Gavin Newsom, excuse me, Governor. The jury reported it was unable to reach verdicts and her allegations and the allegations of another woman. A mistrial was declared on those counts. Jurors were 10 to 2 in favor of the conviction of sexual battery of a massage therapist. They were 8-4 in favor of a conviction on the rape sexual assault counts involving <laughs> Seibel Newsom. Weinstein was also acquitted of sexual battery allegations made by another woman. He faces up to 24 years in a California prison when he is sentenced. Prosecutors and defense attorneys had no immediate comment on the verdict. Well, he's 70 years old, so he's not going to um, he's he's not getting out. At that, well, he's first got to serve his New York sentence. And if I'm not mistaken, the laws state that if you have a sentence from another state, you have to wait till that sentence has expired prior to starting your new sentence. Oh, he's never getting out. No, he's he never will. Getting out. He'll die in prison. Yeah, he which, will. honestly, that's what needs to happen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so okay so what time is it philip oh i know Are what time you? it is how it is it's horoscope time it's horoscope time it's horoscope, it's horoscope time. time philip is so sublime it's is horoscope he? time what philip joined here he is the one he makes horoscope so much fun <laughs> if you say so Oh. I say so. Bros. <laughs> all righty. That's Just all I'm saying. Freeze on the last, last one of the years. <laughs> the last horoscope of 2022. Oh, and you know what we have to do? You know what we have to do, Bob? What do we have to we do? We have to record that song with music, with both of us singing it. Oh, we and do. And play it before each horoscope. Yes, okay, good. shall. Like I had lost y'all for a second. I had gone bye-bye. We talked about recording the song <laughs> and inserting it 
when you're um right before your horoscope. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, for the end of the year, I decided I got to toss all the trash out that includes all the fucking signs. We got to dispose of all the bodies. So in order to oh. dispose the bodies, what do we have to wrap them in or put them in to get rid of the asses? Oh. So get rid of Aries' body, their bodies, in a bulk mail bag. You know those huge mail bags you see? Yeah. <laughs> It's funny you do in disposing <laughs> bodies because there's a lot of that that's happening in the second half of the show. So we're gonna oh, wow. fan mail and the hate mail with stuff in the Aries ass in there. There you go. There you go. Taurus, basically, basically, maybe they'll maybe they'll get to come back to life later on. Because in a futuristic sense, we're gonna stuff them in a cryo space pod. A cryo space pod. Oh my god. Like years from now. Oh dear. <laughs> and then they'll find a way to save their asses. I don't know. Not uh, that the world necessarily that, but who knows? And who is this? Taurus? That's Sharon Barbara Streisand, a Taurus. Yeah, they get to go and they, they were disposing of their bodies in cryospace pods. <laughs> so maybe they'll back years later. Oh, good lord. Oh, yeah. We can. You know, Oh, yeah, I've been Barbara and Cher back like if I'm dead. I gotta go cryo too if that's gonna happen. I have something very special for you when we get there. Right. Okay, okay. <laughs> very South Louisiana, let's put it that way. Oh, oh dear. Uh -oh. oh my god. But before we get there, a good classic way of disposing a body is what we're gonna do to Gemini. We're going to stuff those Gemini bodies into a 42 gallon size contractor garbage bag. Oh, you need more <laughs> that than four. we bought. I still don't know if it's big enough for the Gemini. You're going to need about. more than 42 gallons to, to stuff the Gemini we know in. We have to take two <laughs> bags and sew them together, right? Oh. Yeah, I then guess. Then we. Right. Oh, I see. Okay. Next is cancer. Now oh. this should be that we got a fishing cast net. They're gonna throw that fishing cast net out and uh put your ass in it. Just scoop uh, you up. A fishing you cast that you're gonna toss me out. You scoop my ass in a can in a fishing net and toss me. What's wrong so, with that? So Just all them tunas can eat me. No, I think it ain't going to be the tuna that eats you, baby. It's going to be the crawfish and the crab and the shrimp. Oh, I don't know. If it was one of those uh, female to male transgendered man, that tuna would eat me. <laughs> oh, Lord, you would go there. Yes, I went there. <laughs> Daddy went there. Yeah, that's why our, our podcast is so special and so unique, because we say things nobody else says. Or things, and I always have to remember to put to put that mark that's explicit thing, because one day one at one time our episode was marked clean, and some woman sent me an email saying, "I let my child listen to that, and it was not clean." Sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Sorry. I said, "Oh, it's just like you. I guess you feel like you just accidentally took your kid to R-rated movie, 
NC-17. I think we're more NC-17, actually. No, we're X-rated. That's what NC-17 is, X-rated. I wonder if you let it, was there a child you let listen to the history of prostitution episode? Oh, good. Well, and she deserved what she got if he listened to that one. I don't think it was a history of prostitution. I think it was one of the movie reviews. I think it was, um, I think it was, um, it wasn't Rosemary's Baby. It was one of the lesser, not as scary, like, yeah. It was a PG-13 movie we were reviewing. Sorry, woman, but you learned your lesson. Might have been Dark Shadows, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, talking about Dark Shadow, we got to get rid of Leo's. And what better way to get rid of Leo's like Bob Ray here and, and Curtis? Yeah. But inside a Persian rug coated with Persian cat hair. Oh. Coated with what? Oh, with Kurt Persian cat hair. So we're going to roll you up in a rug that a whole bunch of cats had laid on. Are we going to roll them out in front of Julius Caesar like Cleopatra? Can you imagine if Cle- can you imagine if Caesar got that rug rolled out and instead of Cleopatra in there it would have been Curtis? Curtis is dead. <laughs> oh Lord! One day we're going to have to bring him on the show so our listeners know who he won't come about. on. I tried to ask him to come on, and he went, "Yeah, no, because he's too shy." Lance came on for one time. I'll get him on the show. You Lance is going to be on. I'm now behind us creeping. Look, yes. he's on the background. Yeah. yeah, that's right. As, <laughs> as Lance making himself look all creepy. All Ooh. over our shoulders. I tell you, it looks great. You did a good job with this. Thank you. Next, talking about maybe not so great, and this ain't getting their just dessert, desserts, rewards, whatever the hell you want to call it, is good old Virgo. Or not Virgo. so good Virgo. We're just going to get y'all all put tied up in a burlap potato sack. In a burlap potato sack and make them watch a movie that was made after 1959. <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> and we know who we're talking about. Because we're going to make you feel the Great Depression, okay? And if you don't know who we're talking about, scan back about about six months and listen to some episodes and then you'll know exactly who we're talking about. Well, you shall know. But talking about more pleasant people, Libra. Okay. Your- yeah. It was also a bo- ex-boyfriend who was into that wasn't so pleasant. He was a ho- he well, was a hoe. I think the Libras would like how they get disposed. They're gonna get disposed in an extra large hanging garment bag. Oh, that's not good. Oh, wow. Well, maybe they'll end up in time for Fashion Week. They'll get to roll out. It'll be one of those, uh, what they call it, macrame planners with the hanging thing. It's a plant. Oh. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) What, you're going to build a terrain? No. (laughs) Kind of looked like Stevie Wonder's hair. Yeah, I don't think a hanging garment bag is too bad, though. That's pretty good. No, hang on, bag. That's a, coming from the cleaners. Now, all you Scorpio bitches, y'all are next along with me. We're going straight to hell in an oversized hand basket from Overstock. Mm. 
Is it is it gonna come from rooms ago? Because that's what Fred used to call rooms ago, rooms ago to hell. <laughs> really, we bought a we bought a dining room set from there, and one of the chairs fell apart on the truck. Oh god! Well, now now y'all y'all dining table was from there, right? It wasn't Sophia not, not the Sophia I don't know if the one we the one if if it is, it, it's perfect for rooms to go because that when we had to reinforce with more screws and everything, the legs were falling off. Oh shit! The one we got now, yeah. And poor Sophia <laughs> put her name to that. Oh Watch Rooms Ago be one of our first sponsors. <laughs> That's what we need. Sponsors. We need some sponsors because we need some money. We want to go to the convention so we can take selfies with the fans. Well, talking about stylish and in class, we've got next Sagittarius. Guess how we get to dispose of them? Oh, what's going to happen to poor Jim? We can just throw them on the Amtrak in a vintage steamer truck. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> the SS Robert. He doesn't does. listen to us. He does. <laughs> uh oh. It's, it's a good thing he's got a sense of humor. The SS oh, yeah. Robert. The SS Robert E. Lee or the SS Jeff Davis? <laughs> no, the oh. USS William C.C. C. Claiborne. <gasps> oh, that's mean. Oh, Only people from Louisiana will get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't, he, William C.C. C. Claiborne was the very first American governor of Louisiana. And he had three wives. One of them was was from was uh was catholic now one of them was protestant the first one was protestant she died in childbirth at the age of 21 the second one was catholic but she also died in childbirth at the age of 21 then he married again but that wife outlived him i used to tell that story at in the st louis number one cemetery every day ah. well so, probably- so what's Wait a minute, we you, we kind of lost your your sound. Oh, here. Yeah, repeat yeah, what here. you just said. Yeah. Well, talk, coming up next, talking about Lance and all. Oh, and Lance and all. Behind us, and all his fellow Capricorns, they get to probably get disposed of the most classic way possible. We just come in with a black body bag, throw them in, and zip it up. Oh, okay. oh, purple. The original black body bag. Ooh. Yeah, you know, I have lo- I have those extra big laundry bags, and Lance is small enough to fit in them. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the devil, I'm talking to him right now. Oh, oh my! On um on yours or on oh house mine? Part? Yeah. Well, Aquarius for sure is going to get everything they deserve, and we're going to do it mafia style of Aquarius. We're going to make sure they're exposed in steel drum barrels. There we go. Can we fill it with lead? Yes, we can. Yeah, because we're gonna make sure no Aquarius is coming back. Even <laughs> if like meat, even if like meat is drying up in the in the drum barrel shows, they're gonna be gone. Oh man. <laughs> yep. And last but not least, we ain't wasting no time with Pisces. We're just gonna wrap them bitches up in their own filthy sex-ridden sheets. 
<laughs> Come stained and all. Just You're not a Pisces, are you, Philip? No, I'm not a Pisces. But then Pisces okay. is nasty. Well, after the conversation we had off air earlier today, <laughs> we have some that we yeah, yeah. You think our conversations on on the air <laughs> are bad? The ones off air are worse. If you only could hear, if you only we could have hear. dirty minds, mm. and we are we do have creepy stuff. Yes, we do. That so was listeners. Pisces. That was the end of the horoscopes. So that means yep. that's the end of our first segment. Our first it time. does. Yay! Which means we take a short break and everybody goes and pees or whatever they need to do and get something to drink. Go get them wonderful snacks so you can listen to the rest. And then the Mario Hair episode. Yeah. Coming up so that, next this, this this one, uh, we got this one. This one gets really the first one was mostly history and mm -hmm. mostly about, you know, what her life was and her rise to fame. This one gets really gnarly. It's really. Well, uh, I'm we'll say, right we, we will this. be back. Thank you. All right, creatures, we are back with part two. We are the Madeline Murray O'Hare. The most hated woman in America. And when we left off, you know, she had already gotten the uh, the prayer taken out of the public school. She had already gone on the road with Reverend Bob Harrington and and did all types, cut kinds of uh, shows and made money. And she got to be kind of the reputation of being pretty much a grifter, which is important to the story that I'm getting about to say. So on. Um, when we left off, we, we, we is on August 27th, 1995. O'Hare, her son, uh, John Garth Murray, and her granddaughter, Rob. Is that? Oh, you're hearing that. that uh, Philip, are you hearing that thing? That's the land sending messages. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it, I hope it didn't go in the recording. Okay. Well, uh, it's John, nothing important. Her son, John Goff Murray, her granddaughter, Robin Murray O'Hare, and Madeline disappeared. And a typewritten note was attached to the office door at American Atheist saying the Murray O'Hare family has been called out of town on an emergency basis. <clears throat> we do not know how long they will be gone. We will be gone. At the time of this writing of this memo, of the time of the writing of this memo. So uh, when the police went, you know, eventually, you know, the other son was kind of got and, and the people at the American Atheist started getting kind of worried when they were gone a few days and they got the police. The police didn't want to help. People didn't like Madeline. She was unlikable. She wasn't physically attractive. She had a big mouth. She was confrontational. And a lot of people don't like her. We even said in a, a previous episode, Philip, that we really wouldn't have wanted to associate with her and talk to her. So um, up, up until September 27th, the American Atheist Office was receiving phone calls from Robin and John, but neither explained why they had left or when they would return. And so... Um, 
on September 28th, they stopped hearing from him. They never heard from him again. And they were facing some financial problems because uh, uh, John Garth had uh, ordered, uh, had ordered $600,000 of gold coins from a San Antonio jeweler but took delivery of only $400,000 worth of the coins. So there was a $600 missing that had been, been taken out of, out of the accounts of the American atheist uh, 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 bank account. So um, it really started, people really were thinking what they were doing was probably they, they ran off to the Bahamas or somewhere upscounded with the money because you know they were known for being con artists and being grifters so um uh the police didn't really want to do a whole lot but uh things were starting to get get a little bit much so it started investigating and um one this one uh this one uh reporter said you know something's going on here these people didn't just disappear. So they went to investigate and they found that a man named David Roland Waters had worked for American Atheist. And he, he had the violent history. He was a felon and he worked for American Atheist. And earlier that year, he had pled guilty to stealing $54,000 from the organization. And then right after the theft, the money was discovered. And uh, oh, Madeline was not taking this lying down. Mm -hmm. She published in an article in the American Atheist newsletter, exposed the theft and the money, and along with his previous crimes, even exposed that he had been a male prostitute. She put things like he sucked dick for a living. <laughs> she wasn't taking it. She was not a pleasant uh a woman, and she even claimed that at the age of 17, he had killed another teenagers, <clears throat> and he was sentenced to eight years in prison. So uh, federal agents from both FBI and our IRS, along with the police, uh, concluded that Walt Waters and his accomplice had kidnapped three of her uh, members. And uh, Waters' accomplices were Gary Paul Carr, and Danny Fry. And a few days after O'Hare and her son and granddaughter were killed, <clears throat> Waters, uh, Waters and Carr killed Fry. And they had found his body with the head missing and the hands missing. <coughs> so that he couldn't be uh, identified. So, um, a search warrant was executed for the for Walter's apartment and his girlfriend, the apartment of Walter's and his girlfriend to be searched. And the search revealed ammunition of several calibers. And Walter's, he was a convicted felon, so he wasn't allowed to have firearms. He was arrested and the contents of his apartment was sealed at the same time. Uh, Gary Carr was contacted in Wild Lake, Michigan, and interviewed. And he had served 30 years in prison for kidnapping a judge's daughter. But he wouldn't talk to him. So uh, Carr decided finally to talk, and he implicated Waters in the deaths of Murray and the two other O'Hares.
And what happened was uh, they had uh, one of the, one of the ways he was found out is they sold uh, uh, John Murray's what was what was the car? It was a Bentley, I believe. What, was it a van or Rolls Royce? A Rolls Royce. It was a Rolls Royce. And they sold it for a ridiculously low price. And the man that bought it, they found, you know, they found the guy that bought it and they showed him pictures of John Murray. And he goes, oh, no, that's not the guy who, who sold the car. And then they showed him pictures of, uh, of Danny Fry, I believe it was. Was it Danny Fry or was it, uh, I think it was Danny Fry. Yeah, and, and he identified that him as the one who sold him the car. So, um, so anyway, uh, Carr decides to start talking. He he's going to trial, and he reveals what happened. What happened was Madeline was really you know Madeline was being Madeline the whole time she was kidnapped. She was cursing them out. She was belittling them and they were telling her well as soon as we get the money we can let you go <clears throat> do you know who i am do you know people are going to be looking for me and she kind of under she kind of overestimated how popular she was because she wasn't popular at all she was she was famous but she was popular and she was sure the police would be looking everywhere for her and of course at first they thought that they were just grift they were grifting you know so um, finally, um, like I said, Gary Carr talked. And what happened is he, um, he wound up, he, you know, he had a, uh, a history of, of uh, violence against women, rape and murder and stuff like that. And he got a little bit too, I don't know what happened. Robin told him off or got a little bit too too quick with him and he raped and murdered her right in front of Madeline and John no. then he killed John and then mm. he killed Madeline so Carr was found guilty for conspiracy to commit extortion traveling in the state in order to commit violent acts money laundering interstate transportation stolen property all of the charges were related to the O'Hare case, and he was acquitted on conspiring to kidnap the O'Hares because the authorities had not yet located the bodies. They wouldn't tell him where the bodies were. So in August of 2000, Carr was sentenced to two life terms in prison by a U.S. Uh, district judge, Sam Sparks. Walters was arrested and prosecuted. And in a plea agreement on a charge of conspiracy, he agreed to lead the authorities to the site where the dismembered bodies of O'Hare had been burned and buried. And he was sentenced to serve 20 years in federal prison, which he had requested because he did not want to serve time for his earlier theft conviction in Texas State Prison. And he didn't want to go on trial for kidnapping and murder of the, the O'Hare family. He was also ordered to pay back 543600 $55 to American Atheist and the estates of Madeline Murray O'Hare, John Goth Murray, and Robin Murray O'Hare. But it's unlikely these debts were paid because 
Walters was not able to earn money while he was in prison. And so he said to he, he um, in January 2001, he told the federal agents that the O'Hares were buried on the Texas ranch and he led them to the bodies. But when law enforcement evac- excavated the site where the O'Hares were buried, they discovered that the legs of all three victims had been cut off with a saw. <coughs> making the bodies hard to identify. And they had suffered such extension, mutilation, and decomposition that they had to be identified through dental records, DNA testing. In Madeline's case, you know how they found out it was her? They saw a shiny thing buried attached to one of the bones. Turned out Madeline had had a hip replacement surgery sometime earlier than that. And they put serial numbers on those things. Ah, yeah. They checked the serial number and sure enough, it was, it was her. So, um, and then they found the hands and, and then the hands and head of David Fry were found at the site. So they took the gold coins. This is a stupid part. This should go into the this should this this should go into the history of a stupid criminal. They Uh-oh. they had the gold coins. Yeah, they put them in a storage space, a use of, you know a self storage space. Yeah, locked it with a five dollar lock. <sighs> so these thugs came along with the big old clippers, you know the the, the big old things of the. Both colors. They went in there and they found them and stole them all. Didn't even get to enjoy the fruits of his labor because of his stupidity. Well, and it's karma. Yeah, that's that's serious karma. So, uh, so Madeline and uh, so Madeline, like from the grave, is kind of probably like laughing, you know. Um. They did find the kids that stole the gold, but they had already spent it. So, you know, American Atheist uh, Association got screwed out of the money. And uh, so did the O'Hare, Murray O'Hare estate. And uh, they, they finally got a decent burial. But I'm going to say, well, I, there's a few things I got to say about this. I know I, I'm kind of outraged by the way the police treated this case. All right. She was an unpleasant woman. Yeah, she was an atheist, which was like, you know, a mortal sin back then. But even that, even in that, she did not deserve to see her granddaughter get raped and murdered right in front of her. She did not deserve to be held hostage and murdered in cold blood and robbed. She didn't deserve any of what she would happen to her. Now, Carr is still in jail, and David uh, Waters died of lung cancer a few years later. But she didn't deserve any of that. What do you think about that, Philip? How do you feel about the way the case was, was handled, the, the, uh, the complacent way the, uh, the police and, you know, a- acted towards it because they didn't like her? How do you feel about that? Well, I mean, that's how we're, 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 when we're looking back, that's the thing we're trying to change is that police cannot have any bias, you know, whether yeah. it's bias 
somebody's religion, bias against somebody's race, bias against somebody's sexuality. None of that can happen anymore, you know? Yeah. And that's that's what that's what the fights are about right now is is to change um i still believe you know law enforcement deserves respect but at the same time law enforcement has to respect the population the society and at the and when you go back they didn't i mean there there are a lot of instances of law enforcement not respecting but then part of that also goes up to I hate to say the politics of it, but you know, when your majority religions and your majority politicians and people put others down that are in minorities, then things like this do, do happen. Okay. She, she became marginalized. Her case got as a mar- marginalized person. And there was no public outrage because people didn't like her. And there should have been public outrage. Anybody who's treated like that, anybody who has their granddaughter raped and murdered right in front of them deserves justice. Yes. I don't care who they are. You're right. No, the the justice failed in this situation initially. And, you know, it's just, uh, you know, I, I just find it kind of outrageous that um, that people, that public opinion, that something like, and I know she pushed people's buttons. That was what she wanted. That was her, her aim. That's what she liked I, to do. You want to know, though, if it weren't for the money being taken, were it not about money, we might not have heard much about a lot of this might have been swept under the rug. It had a lot to do with probably a red flag from the IRS. People wondering what the fuck's going on with this amount of money being gone. Yeah. That well, was really. It was one reporter. One, it was a journalist that had taken an interest in this. He had seen this and he said, no, you remember you saw it in the documentary, right? And he had yeah. said that um, this isn't sitting right. They're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. You know, these people are victims of crime. I don't care if they were drug dealers. I wouldn't think that a drug dealer deserves to see his child or grandchild raped and murdered right in front of him. You know, she did not deserve that. I mean, as obnoxious as we was, and we both admit it, we probably wouldn't have wanted to be associated with it. I'll admit I don't like her. I find her very unlikable and very, um, I, you know, she very, she's, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for, obnoxious. <laughs> she is, but at the same time, I still <clears throat> extremely important to the, to the progression of society. Yeah. I, I, I will, I look at her at, through a lens of maybe I don't want to sit down with her and hang out for three or four hours. But do I appreciate what she did for progressing society forward? Yes. And, you know, it's like, um, like, you know, uh, you were saying about how Johnny Carson treated her with respect and dignity and maybe, and, and she acted, you know, she didn't, she wasn't confrontational with him. She told her, she says, this is what I believe. This is what I believe in. This is why I want to um, do this. 
<clears throat> and she seemed personally, purple, you know, uh, pers- perfectly reasonable when she was on when she was on that show. And I think maybe if more people would have treated her with more respect, she wouldn't have been so. But, you know, a lot of it, has, you know, I, we are a society that celebrates beauty. <clears throat> and she wasn't if she would have been. <clears throat> if she would look like, say, Anita Bryant, she would have gotten more respect. Well, I don't <clears throat> think it was personally, I don't think she like I, I know you keep going off of kind of her looks, but I think it was just the fact that she decided to be slightly low maintenance. Because when you look at picture when she's younger, she does put herself together. Stop. Yeah, in her younger days, but she, but people, as as far as society is con- and, the, and the general public is concerned, she would have been considered unattractive, and yeah. if she would have well, been, if she would have been more physically attractive, or, or what's accepted as physically attractive, as say, but I think she would have gotten better treatment. Society, uh, I mean, public's trying to fight against that too because. Honestly, that's part of the issues right now where we're always telling women they need to smile or they were like, they, people need to stop that. They need to stop telling women they've got to smile or they need to wear makeup or they have to, people have, have to, to dress. Be yeah, that's the things that we're fighting against. And so in a way, you kind of, it's, it's sad because you're right. In the time in which she was killed, those things were being still held up. Yeah. And I think at some point it would still be today too. And some people are fighting against it. It's it's changing. I think hopefully. Yeah. I mean, you know, even though she may not believe there's spirit of souls, they have spirit and souls on the other side. Hopefully, she's looking <clears throat> at okay. But the you thing know? she was saying, she's not saying anything different from what Bill Maher is saying. No. And he's a man, so he's getting away with it. He's a man. She was a woman. He's he's not. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't call him a hunk, but he's pleasant and clean cut and everything and the way he dresses and all. And but he's saying the same kind of thing she said. Yeah, I mean, his documentary, Relig- Religious or whatever it was, was a pretty damn good documentary. And it was pretty much what she was saying. Is everything she was saying, you know, yeah. everything, everything she was saying, uh, you know, um, you, you don't have to agree with somebody's politics. I am not a big fan of the former president, but I, 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 I still don't think he deserve, he would deserve to see his daughter or his granddaughter raped and murdered right in front of him. Exactly. You know, I don't care what they've done, but anyway, um, she, uh, and, and I wanted to, okay. There's a couple, another thing I wanted to touch on after her death, you know, the internet for hoaxes, one of the very first email hoax I used to see, and it used to be on those. Do, you, do y'all remember one list, and then it became Yahoo's list, and you would join these these little uh, groups. It was very early social media about yeah, different the subjects. Yahoo group chats and stuff. Yeah, I remember. I remember a, a, an email that was so circulating back then. And this was, she had already been, this was in 19, I didn't get, even get the internet until 1998 or 1999. And I had web TV and it was circulating around there that she was trying to get touched by an angel taken off the air because it was religious. 
and she was trying to get all this religious program taken off the air. And people were really believing it, and they were writing things back. That bitch ought to be boiled at all. Blah, 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 blah. They were writing all this shit down. And I went, finally, I stood up. I said, this woman ain't writing anything. She's dead. And then one woman that was been saying that, I said, how do you know she's dead? I said, just put her through the search engine because we didn't have really have Google back then. It was, I think it was Yahoo was the search engine. Yahoo, yeah. yes. <clears throat> I said, go ahead and, and search her and see. And she wrote me back. She goes, that, she was kidnapped. I said, yeah, and they hadn't found the body, the body or anything yet, but that, but uh, David Waters and all had already been caught, so they they knew that she she was dead. Yeah. I said, how can she do that if she's dead? So of course, then they changed to Hillary Clinton doing it. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, that just that just shows how it's always looking. For there's always this a scapegoat enemy or something like that, and that they didn't even realize she was dead. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They didn't even take the, the the person who started that that urban legend that uh that that and you, you could and you could see it's still on scopes because I went to scopes too and uh and I I put you know uh I posted the scopes page onto the and and sent the emails out. And you still, it's like, okay, even after this woman died, they were still trying to find ways to trash her. So no matter what, how unpopular her beliefs are, no matter how unattractive you think she is, or no, no matter how loud or, or rude or mean she turns, she seems, she didn't deserve any of that. She didn't even deserve to be trashed <laughs> after her death. You know, you know that that was horrible. I think whoever started that was was ten times worse than they thought she was. Yeah, we're still seeing some of this nowadays, though. The stability of society to turn against someone without proper knowledge. We're watching this happen. It's one of the reasons we have to be responsible as a podcast not to do whatever because there's been, even though we may not be as large as say morbid or whatever. There are people that listen to podcasts and start to believe things, and we've seen them tack. I mean, we've also seen positive things come out of podcasts where yeah. it open cases and they've been solved, but we've also seen where it's caused the court of public opinion to turn against somebody who's innocent. It was just like when we when we decided to do the Zach and Addy story. I remember I said I, we, we wanted to clear it with Claudia because Claudia was one of the problems she had was these tour guides telling these wild stories. Now, um, yeah. I don't know how she, if she believes now more about the, the uh, spirits being in that room because Michael Bill had, had you remember we heard, the, we heard Zach's voice on that little machine he had. So I really, and I really believe because I remember what his voice sounded like. That was his voice. Yeah. But uh, we, we wanted to make sure I told Claudia, I said, I'm, I'm only going to uh, present the facts. Uh, I said, we, I said, I might mention some legends just to, to, uh, to, to spew them, to shoot them down. Some of the legends yeah. that some of the, the, the tour guides are doing, but I wanted the facts and the, uh, and the only thing she took issue with is, but, but that's only cause she didn't know about it was his affair with, with, with Nicholas, um, uh, real estate agent. Yeah. 
She, uh, no, but she no. didn't know about it. That's why she didn't. She, she says, well, I don't believe he did. I said, no, I know it. I said too many people knew about it. And I mean, on this podcast, I mean, y'all have had me with the horse. Y'all have heard me joke around certain things religiously or whatever, but I don't believe that any person of any faith or lack of faith, atheist, well, should be harmed because of their beliefs. I do no. not believe. I do not believe that at all. I de- Absolutely I not. I, 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 I can personally say I know what it feels to be made out to be the scapegoat. It's not a it's not a comfortable feeling. No, and I, no, of course it's not. Because honestly, we've just dealt with the the shooting in Colorado at the drag show, and it makes me realize, you know, like, you know, somebody thought that those drag queens were doing something wrong, and they thought they deserved to die when all the drag queens were doing were living life and performing, you know? And that's all Matt yeah. Murray was yes. Was living her life, but people believe and feel that she deserved what she got. No, she didn't deserve what she got. No, 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 but, she did not. And that's no. and that that's and that's what I hated to see is when society is at that level. Hopefully, we're not headed in another level, but we are dealing. There is a segment of the population that does want the other segment dead. You know, right well, now. I remember after I, I, I used after Katrina, I was shocked. I had no, I mean, I, I was 48 years old and I had no idea how the lack of empathy people had. And there were people, one, one person told me, don't you think those people deserve what they got? I said, no, I don't. I didn't deserve what happened to me. We had that issue with one of our roommates say something to that effect. And it's like, how can somebody expect a natural disaster to have an effect like that on them? You know what? We didn't ask for it. We didn't say, okay, Mother Nature, throw me the best you got. No, it just happened. Yeah. And life experiences dictated how we dealt with that. Well, my uh, former sister-in-law's niece was giving Fred and I a ride somewhere, and she says, well, I know why it happened to New Orleans, because New Orleans is Sodom and Gomorrah. I said, really? I said, <laughs> okay. Been to Vegas? The French Quarter is Sodom and Gomorrah. I said, oh, really? I said, well, why don't you explain this to me? Why don't you explain to me why the French Quarter was virtually untouched and St. Bernard Parish, where Jesus is the Lord of St. Bernard, was wiped out? Exactly. So if God is punishing people, he has a really bad aim. <laughs> well, we've seen that. And with she the had no in St. Bernard Parish recently. And, and one before that, too. There was I know. One, there was I know. one, I think, before you came home. There was one. Because uh, it almost destroyed Gerald's. Yeah. A couple of months back, back in the spring. Yeah. Went through the same path as the one just. And recently. Hurricane Betsy uh, slammed. St. Bernard Parish. St. Bernard Parish is very, very conservative, Christian, uh, everything. Catholic. uh, Everything, you know, I mean, when you would drive uh, down St. Claude Avenue and you'd be driving down the whole, the low, in the 2016 election, you'd see all these Hillary stick uh, signs. Oh, down through the lower nine? 
Yeah, all through Loanon, you see the Hillary signs all over the all over the median. You cross the St. Bernard Parish line, and then it was miles of Trump signs. <laughs> all the way to the all the way to the Gulf. All uh, all the way to Lake Bourne. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so it's you know it, 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 but they always get the worst of everything. And the French Quarter, where all the sinning is going on, and all the stuff that they, you know, they, you know, the Sodom and Gomorrah stuff is virtually untouched. So that that theory is yeah. bullshit. So I anyway, agree. and I've dealt with that while I was living there in Texas, and it's like, okay, whatever, you don't know nothing. Goodbye. Yeah. So anyway, um, we uh, I, I miss, I, I've been wanting to cover this case. I've been wanting to say what I have to say about this case and how I feel about how the police handled it, how I feel about how a woman was treated because she wasn't popular, you know? And then, you know, they say that um, one of the, pro one of the, um, the, the things that, the, you know, the Black Lives Matter people and all always complain about when a white girl goes missing, especially if she's a blonde, it becomes a, nationwide story like natalie holloway do those people yeah. realize that natalie holloway was in a dangerous situation and was looking for drugs you know and because john van der Stute, the suspect has a funny name and the name they can make fun of you know that's what i don't like about nancy grace if it's a white white you know like a white person She's all over it, but you never see Nancy Grace go, getting all outraged about a woman of color being missing. Or a trans woman or tra going yeah, missing trans or woman. injured or, yeah. Any of that, yeah. So I, I don't, I've never been a fan of hers. And uh, I'll do the same kind of thing she does with the true crime stuff. But I, I, I'm an advocate for all vi victims, not just white blonde haired victims, you know. And that includes the white blonde haired victims. I'm an advocate for them too. Because even though I'm saying that Natalie Holloway was looking for drugs and everything, she still didn't deserve to be murdered. She didn't. Yeah. And that's the thing. Nobody does. We have to we have to continue to remind people, even if someone doesn't believe the same way as you look the same way or love the same way as you, that doesn't make them any less human. They're yeah. still human and they still deserve that respect of their their life and their autonomy. And like I was really and and I, I heard I had heard the uh, we did Matthew Shepard, remember? And you remember I had heard them on the Marbit, on Elena and um and Ashes thing, the girlfriends of the killers told the police, well these boys were just trying to teach him a lesson. And those girls said, who the fuck are these assholes to teach somebody a lesson exactly why you know because he's gay they have to teach him a lesson why he shouldn't be gay and as far as if he made a play at him or flirted with him or anything they were in a fucking gay bar exactly yeah. you know i remember that story yeah. like it was yeah we, co we covered that one a couple of years ago we covered that when in 20 was in 2021 i believe yeah I remember so anyway, it like it was yesterday. Oh, I remember uh, it too. And then they tied them to the post and everything. Yeah. Nobody does react to that. Yeah. We can't act like that was just yesterday, though, because the sense of reality is all over the internet right now, there is a lot of hate speech. Yeah. 
It's sad. It really is. Oh, it's just, it's awful. It's terrible. Even on Facebook, which is supposed to be social media, where you know pictures of cats and people, it got to be so bad. That's why they got all these rules, and people are winding up in Facebook jail. And then they say in things like, "Oh, they 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 taking away my freedom of speech." No, they don't. You they have the right. They they're a business. They have a right to get rid of you if you if you go in against their rules. Yes, that's, yeah. that's you know. So anyway, uh, I do. Before we want to close, I do want to say once again, we were mentioning earlier about the suicide prevention hotline. Oh, I want to mention that number one more time. Yes, you can call 988 from any telephone number or you can also text 988 for Línea de Prevención de Suicidia y Crisis 1-1-888-628-9454. For the deaf and hearing impaired, you can dial 711, then dial 988. Also, for a veterans crisis hotline, dial 988, or you can text 988 to 838-255. Also, if you're in a disaster and you need to call to someone about disaster distress help, call 888-800-985-5990. We will put all these numbers on our site for you to see. Once yeah, again, just now. In the show notes. If there's something you need to talk about, there's somebody there that will listen. Alrighty, so. and we will put be putting those numbers in the show notes. And um, I'm honored to have covered this story. Uh, like I said, I didn't particularly like the person, but she didn't. Uh, I, I think she deserved justice, and I'm glad yes. that she ultimately got it. So, and ultimately, you know, they wasn't buried like somebody buried their dog in the backyard. She, they, they, you know, the remains were found and were able to give, be given a, a, a decent burial. So until next time, we won't see you guys till next year because this is our last episode of 2022. And the last episode of, well, I believe is our 10th season. I'm not sure about that. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So. Until then, enjoy the view from the open shutters. But don't fall out the window. Unless your your Gary Paul Carr or David Waters or David uh, 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 whatever what's his name Waters or David Fry, you can fucking fall out the window. <laughs> or anybody else arms another over their beliefs. Yes. And, and Bye, if, creepsters. And yeah, if you, and it, you you can fall out the window if you decide. That you're gonna kill somebody for their money that doesn't even belong to you. I've always thought that was an ultimate nerve. All right, creepsers, <laughs> like uh, like like Bob said, bye, creepsers. You guys, we'll see you next year. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Yeah.